Is it recording? It's recording. Oh, this time. Mm. It didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion. It's a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. <laughs> My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jim Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Who doesn't hit record all the time? I do hit record all Sometimes the time. Sometimes you don't. I There's been a minimal time. Yep. yep. Actually, technically, I think it was once. And then there was another time you thought you didn't hit record. Or you did hit record, but it stopped. Yeah. yeah. And that might actually happen twice, I think. I think you hit record on two separate occasions on two different devices and something happened and it wound up stopping. I remember, yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah that wasn't you. That was not a fail. Mm. I mean, it was, but not a your fail. It was yeah, cool, cool. Fail. Thanks. So I still got gotcha. you. Yeah, thanks. I still got gotcha. you. Hey, you know what? Uh, so, you know, my son got COVID. Yep. Yeah, so Eli. And uh, he just got a job, but he couldn't go to his job and he didn't go to school and all the other kids had to stay home. He had tickets to like some hip hop concert in, uh, okay. I don't know, I don't know what it was. Where? At Soldier Field? No, no. He wanted to go to about, Donda, he, yeah. But I was like, wait. One I was of like, our church wait. members was there, yeah. He, I was like, he went to Kanye? <laughs> yeah, he, he would like to. He watched it live, though. Oh, okay. Um, no, but he had a. He and his buddies had seats at a at a concert somewhere in Chicago, and it was going to be their first time driving into the city, doing a uh, kind of like whole thing. And I did, yeah, it, yeah. I did it the same age, you know? Yeah, yeah. Drove and saw Metallica back in the 80s. And um, so, but then he got COVID, he couldn't go, mm. and he was just super bummed out. And uh, so all the kids have been home. That so, but yesterday, you know, Eli's free now, and uh, he's 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 out of quarantine. Mm-hmm. Family can come to church now and all that. So, um, and the kids can go back to school. But uh, so yesterday, I we went. Jen and I took the kids out for mini golf. Oh, you just call it golf, though. Yeah, it's just golf. I mean, yeah. at my size. Yeah. I mean, it's it, eighteen holes, bro. <laughs> I burned I burned a lot of calories. Eighteen holes, that's mm-hmm. legit. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. people only play nine. Yeah. You know, they don't got time for all you know, eighteen. You know, holes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, know. Just, I love that your head like would mm-hmm. slide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just saying, in case you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's why we need a camera set up. <laughs> so um so we went out and like all the kids and we all did our thing. And uh and here's what I noticed. Here's what I noticed. Um the 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 I won't say who, but the one who was most awkward with the club mm-hmm. uh did fairly well yeah yeah um and that was Catherine. oh um and the most responsible person there seemed to cheat a little bit that was jen <laughs> um and then of course elias and i tied for first place because we're ballers and we're not playing games mm. we're just owning mm-hmm. we're dominating how did bonger do bonger did great yeah did you? How did you do in golf? You don't remember. You don't remember. Was it that bad, bro? Was it fun? How bad was your dad? He was pretty horrible, right? You were out there collecting golf balls out of the little lakes. Nice. Well done. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> He's like, so wait a minute. If I lose this, I have to pay a dollar. And they're like, yeah. He's like, I'm like, yeah. That's what they said. And he goes, what if I find others? <laughs> do, like, do they pay me a dollar? No, go do your thing. <laughs> Collect some golf balls. So that was fun. Uh, it was nice to get out. And then mm-hmm. we went and we had lunch at some different places because, you know, we got a vegan and we got a picky guy. You got, you, got a, you got a vegan and you got bonger. Yeah, yeah. A vegan and a bonger. They're, uh, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're both difficult to, uh, mm-hmm. to get food for. Uh, what did you do this week? Did you do anything this weekend? Mm, no. Well, it's Saturday. Yeah. Uh, UFC fight tonight. Okay. I got the Traeger going. I'm just yeah, checking. Take, you're just taking a look oh, there. Got on Super Smoke. Are we, we, we going to have like a get together? Uh, oh, you know oh, you're always okay. invited. Okay, I, it's fight night. Oh, I, yeah, it's, right. it's 
So wow. you and Greg have fun. Yeah, whatever. You First of all, I've not yeah, talked whatever. to him. Oh, no, I know. I mean, yeah, you haven't got back to him yet, I'm sure. It's fine. It's, 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 you just you, know, you, you take his whole family with you on your to the resort. I didn't take them. <laughs> <laughs> why That's my favorite saying, thing to say. I know. Because you're, you're, you're implying like, something. You, you bought them first class tickets. I did not. <laughs> though, I didn't, forgot to tell you, on the way home. Oh, did you get upgraded? I did. Mm-hmm. And of course, I gave it to Michelle. Yeah. And, and yeah. so we, go, we get there. We're going through. And... Uh, uh, I'm like, all right, kids, this is where we're going to leave mommy because she's better than us. Let's go to the back. And we start huffing. <laughs> and the first class people were laughing and like, they're like, yeah, that's a good man right there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's mm-hmm. go. You know what? Mm. You have a good reputation with outsiders. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And Michelle got the uh, the stewardess to keep bringing me bourbon. First of all. From first class. They're not called stewardesses, you misogynistic pig. What are they called now? Travel assistants? Flight attendants. Flight attendants. Travel assistants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so, servants? Are they called? <laughs> Indentured servants? Well, so anyways, the travel assistant kept bringing me my bourbon. Nice. And she's like, she was like, I'm not supposed to be doing this, but your wife is very adamant that you're sweet. And here you go. I was yeah, like, yeah. That's right. Kept bringing me bourbon. Good. Because, uh, flying. You know it's funny. Um, we have a we have a church member who flies uh, Spirit. Why? Because for some reason she's built up a lot of points and miles. So like she she yeah, she'll no, fly to California back for like nine dollars. And uh, yeah, well, if it if it gets off the ground, yeah, if it if there's it, a return flight, if it does get off the ground, there's going to be a three hour delay because some Karen is lighting a cigarette up on the plane. I just I mean, there's a videos every every week. There's new videos Dude, of Spirit Air, man. Spirit is the I oh don't my, understand. No. I would rather pay three hundred dollars for a smooth flight. But yeah, listen, I know that that's like all these incidents are up on every airline. Basically, I mean it's yes. like, it's really really crazy. People have lost their minds. Oh, but see, oh no, never mind. Go ahead. I was gonna tell I you. Did I, I see I, somebody light a cigarette on a plane on video. They were wow. like, they're like, I'm not getting off. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, that's crazy to me. No, to make sure that we're liked, because you know you have mm-hmm. all these kids, right? And they're yep. amped. Yeah. I'm like to make sure we're liked. Mm-hmm. We give. We always bring. Uh, or not always, but we t- we'll bring uh, five dollar gift cards. Yep. For Starbucks, yep, and just give them to the flight. Yep, that way as well. When I want something, I'm getting it. Yeah, it all in fact, on for fifteen dollars on, $15, on the TikTok, all the flight attendants tell you that's a really good move because we will pay attention to you and take care of you. Not only that, for fifteen dollars, think of it. How much is one of the bourbons on there? Seven, ten. Yeah. For fifteen dollars, I'm getting three or four for free. <laughs> right? Yeah, from first class. Uh, no, even oh. on other flights. If no, I'm, I'm in the just back. saying, like, but this last time. Oh yeah. Did they bring it to you in a glass or was it? No. no. Uh they gave me like the bottle like she had yeah. like had the bottle oh, yeah, just thick. slipping to you. Well, yeah, she was like, yeah. Hey, shut mm-hmm. up. She's like, Don't yeah. tell nobody. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Well listen, um but while you I don't know if it was while you were gone or I think you were back. Were you back by the time Ed Litton did that interview? I think so. I'm trying to think, oh when did I start tweeting it? I don't remember. So <laughs> I, I think it was this week. I know we keep talking about the Ed Litton thing, but he keeps talking about it too. So we keep talking about it. Uh, Ed Litton is the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, and if you listen to this podcast, you are probably already aware of the, some of the controversies. Uh, the main one that we've tended to focus on is that, um, and really the only one that we're really concerned with at this point, mm-hmm. is that uh, he really has. There, there really is a lot of evidence that he has plagiarized sermons. And this doesn't mean that every word that he spoke in that sermon was somebody else's, but it does mean that so much significant material was verbatim taken from somebody yeah. else. 
that it does constitute plagiarism and that it happened a lot. And so, uh, well, know, and the, the, there was a culture built there yeah, by yeah. that. But even, you well, know, this some is people, encouraged. Yeah, it was encouraged. I mean, there's people that are part of the preaching team mm-hmm. that are also doing the same, doing the same thing. Right. And so, okay. So, uh, and as you know, like we were trying to work out an opportunity to get Litton on the podcast. Well, he, he had expressed a willingness and, and an interest in coming or on. His or, team had expressed or something, but yeah. We no, had, no, he did. Well, I, I, initially he did at first. Not to us. Uh, uh, through the intermediate. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Is I don't know if it was technically him. No, no, it was him. Okay. Say directly uh, to an individual. Okay, all right. I yeah. just don't, I'm just i trying to recall the, the, that conversation yeah. that we had. Yeah. But uh, and I, I like to be extra careful. But at any, at any, at any rate. Unless the other person's lying to me. No, 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 no. Um, I definitely know that's not the case. Yeah. But there was talk about having Litton on the podcast mm-hmm. to talk about all this. Uh, this was when it was very early. And then that seems to not be happening. Probably, I would, I would, I can't help but think it's probably because we've landed where we've landed. Yeah. Like you know, I, you know, I wouldn't want to go on a podcast that's, you know, going to ask me hard questions if I didn't want to deal with those questions. Yeah. Like, so I'll, I'd rather just go on, you know, SPC Voices where they're no, it's it was um, what's it called? SPC Today, SPC This Week, or something like whatever that. whatever it is, Joshua. No, Jonathan Howell. Jonathan Howell. Yeah, I'd rather go where I'm going to get soft pitches. Yeah. There's basically, he's gone on to two podcasts now, um, and in each case, there is a connection to SBC institutions. Um, Big Eva. Yeah. So the most recent one is he actually went on a podcast with a good friend of ours, Matt Hensley. Yep. Let me just say this. Matt Hensley, he's the man. Mm. Good man. Godly man. Great man. Long beard. Yep. But he's a ginger. So he does have a couple. He has a strike. Well, that technically counts as two strikes. Um, well, I think he cut his beard. No. I mean, unless it was very recent. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. I just saw him. Oh, then never mind. Um, but he, uh, so he's a good guy. And he and this guy, Kyle Boerman, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Kyle Boerman is I'm guessing. But anyways, they have a podcast called Not Another Baptist Podcast. And um, they actually had a chance to interview Ed Litton, which is cool. Now, listen, if you don't know, Matt Hensley is the guy heading up the pastor's conference for the Southern Baptist Convention next year in California, uh, which I will be at. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I haven't gone in a... Uh, I, well, I've never gone to the pastor's conference because they usually have horrible... Some horrible... Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for, but Hensley for, for what Hensley's putting is, together. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. ain't playing. He's nope. not going to have James McDonald come. Nope. In. Nope. He's going to have real pastors that yeah, are doing I would the real just, work. You know what? I would get more out of Ted Lasso easily. <laughs> the easily. James McDonald. The James McDonald sermons. <laughs> okay. So anyways, in this interview at the 12 minute mark, 1230, um, Ed addresses the plagiarism stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, we could have set it up to play for you, but uh, you can just check it out. We'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ed said some things. And uh, one of the things he says early on is that he say, hey, listen, I know that people are concerned about what they're hearing or what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. And when he says this, the implication is they're not concerned with what they've heard me say. They're concerned about what they're hearing from various publications yes. out there. And yes, that is a part of it. A lot of people are concerned that they've heard these things. Some people in our church were concerned about what they'd heard. They hadn't mm-hmm. heard Ed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there are a whole lot of us that are very concerned about the sermons that we've listened to yeah. that you yourself have preached. So 
okay, that's fine. Uh, it's not, not everything, but it's the whole thing. And he basically says, hey, listen, I asked JD for his Romans outline. JD gave me permission to use any material I wanted. He's like, yeah, here's my sheets. Here's how I do it. But you can use anything. And uh, Ed's like, yeah. So I listened to JD's sermons and I used his notes and his outlines. And then he says, I also resourced his material after I did all the Greek work and commentary work mm-hmm. um, and all of that. And so he says in, in a couple of places I shared the same outline. And in some places I used a lot of his phrases. Mm. So maybe that's a, a place to kind of pause. Um, from your perspective, Jimmy, mm-hmm. when you, at, at having, you know, watched a number of these videos, um, you know, we've, we've talked about it quite a bit. How is this landing with you as you, as, as you listen to that interview and Ed was making some of these statements, what, what were your, what were you thinking? Were you feeling like, okay, he's, he's giving more clarity here or is he giving more confusion? Well, I think he's giving more confusion. Uh, and I think, well here, okay, here's the thing. There is clarity here. Here's the clarity is that, uh, he did something wrong and he knows he did something wrong. But the, what's confusing is he won't admit he did something wrong because he says, God, you know, he says it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a sin or it wasn't. He. D- OK, by his words, it should have been clarity. He should have repented because well, he even says things like I shared the same outline. I did not. You know, I use a lot of his phrases. I mean, you took someone else's material and presented it as your own. And you're you're validating that. That's the clarity he's giving. It's not like he's not saying because I think at the beginning. There was a sense of like, it was, you know, kind of sometimes this happened. Yeah. You get the impression that this was not like it was a one off, a yeah. two off. Maybe this is fairly consistent. Yeah. Um, and and not only it's not only JD, but also uh, yeah, he completely took a whole Tim Keller, Tim Keller that we right? know of. Um, but what's confusing in this is. He he's stating things that are like any other person. I shouldn't say any other person. I would look at if I said it, I would repent and say sorry. He's not doing that. Wait, but he does do that. He does say that he is sorry. He does say that he has been forgiven by God uh, in this interview. But he also says, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't hear him say I didn't do anything wrong. Well, he says says, permission is not plagiarism. Okay, yeah. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So let's stay on topic with this part. All All right, all right. As he explained these things, um, what is your what is your problem? Because I have I have problems with this. I'm assuming you do. Uh, what is your problem with him saying, in a couple of places we shared the same outline, and in some places I used a lot of his phrases? Well, because you were hitting you were you were hitting on this. I just want you to make it a clear. Well, no, it was it was obvious that he was reading it. Like it was obvious that it wasn't just he shared the same outline, but he was using the same illustrations. Mm-hmm. He was using the same words. Um, and no, this doesn't mean throughout the entire sermon and all. That's no, what no, we're in, in sections there, yeah. and even the same mannerisms and pauses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And I, I like that you were saying, like, listen, the way that this is set up is it's, it's very much like, yeah, this I did this, and this isn't wrong. I mean, that's the implication that mm-hmm. comes across, mm-hmm. at least to us as we're listening to it. Oh, I shared the outline. I used uh, a lot of his phrases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna jump ahead to something else he said. Go, go, go well, let, let's just go to you yep. know what you said when he said he said, "Listen, uh, I got permission, so it's not plagiarism." I'm sorry, guys, but I I'm just I'm 
I'm really, I try to be really patient with Christians and with people. And I honestly, by the grace of God, I think in general, I actually am, but I'm not patient with pastors, um, or at least I'm less patient with pastors because I do expect them to know what they're talking higher about. Higher standard, yep. Just, uh, no, they're held to the same standard, but I'm uh, just a patient, higher standard. But they're supposed to be living up to that standard. So um, standard. it's like, how is it that you don't know what plagiarism is? Yeah. Having gone to school, you know what I mean? Having, you know, I mean, I know one of his degrees is in acting or whatever, but the, the, the point is, is like, you, you've, you've got to have experience enough to know what plagiarism is. So I'm just, I, I struggle with the idea that you say, like, oh, well, since I got permission, it's not plagiarism. When you're passing off content to people as if it is yours, is plagiarism. It doesn't matter whether you have permission mm-hmm, or not. So mm-hmm. I just, I struggle with that so much. And I find that to be not owning what you did. In fact, here, and this is the thing that really bothered me about it. He says, you know, so I got permission, so it wasn't plagiarism. However, I didn't cite him as a source. But then he says, but I didn't cite the commentaries that I used yeah. either, which is, I don't know. I'm trying to think there's a word for it, but like that's, that, that those are two opposite things. They're not the same at all. You don't have to cite all of the sources that you use in your sermon unless you are quoting them. If you're quoting them, mm-hmm. you go, hey, Charles Spurgeon said. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's how you do it. J.D. Greer said it this way. It was really good. Or mm-hmm. J.D. Greer said it this way, and it wasn't good. Like, whatever. Like, you, you got to give credit when you're quoting, when you're pulling. Now, if somebody were to say, like, well, is he supposed to, if he uses the outline of, uh, of a commentary for breaking down a passage, I don't know why you would, because when I break down a passage, even if I find that the way I break it down and the way the commentary breaks it down are the same, my wording of the breakdown is my mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. Listen, I haven't been preaching forever, but I've been preaching for a long time. No, but I mean, there has been times for me where I see an outline and I'm like, that's really helpful. Yeah. And I'll say like, hey, Kistemacher breaks it down like this. And right. I think it's I think it's useful for us, uh, in, in, you know, for this sermon. Right. And usually I think that falls into like a, a pocket of the sermon. Yes. Or sometimes it's a super broad thing, right, mm-hmm. that kind of encompasses the whole. But in most of the case, my cases, when I see something like that happens, it's like, oh, I really like it. So I, like I was just teaching, I don't know, um, uh, on something. And I go, hey, you know what? Uh because I would not have come up with this. I didn't see it. He appeals to Ruth in this thing. And I was like, holy cow, it blew my mind. And so I said, hey, man, uh, Hendrickson says this in his commentary. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. So, all right, you wanted to get ahead to something. No, no, no. Just that part about he he says, I don't, I didn't cite the commentaries either. Yeah, yeah okay. Like that to me, the way he worded it, if you listen to it, I, I, we should have had it queued up. But as you listen to it, and again, you could say I'm being uncharitable. You could say I'm, I'm inferring. But he threw it as like a little mm-hmm. smart alecky comment. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, it it, it, it came off that way. To it me. came off like, well, I didn't cite commentaries either, guys. Yeah. You know, so you're trying to equate the two when they're they're different. Yeah. They're different, Ed. And I think by your position, you know, and even continuing on, you know, you're saying things like, I apologize to my people. Mm-hmm. Well, you're talking about you didn't do anything wrong. Permission's not plagiarism. Why'd you have to apologize? Yeah, that's what that would be a follow up question. So, like, I apologize. So, what specifically Why? did you apologize for? If you had permission and it wasn't plagiarism, then and you did nothing wrong. So, well, I don't know if he—he's never said I didn't do anything wrong. He's never said that. Um, he's saying I haven't plagiarized. Okay. Um, he, he he says the Lord has forgiven me. So clearly, he knows on some level, or at least he, hopefully, he recognizes on some level he's done mm-hmm. something wrong. But I would want to know. 
Like, for what did you apologize? I mean, he says, I want to correct this. We're, we're working to correct this. We're taking this seriously. Okay, uh, so in what way? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because, th- listen, this is this whole thing show listen i don't have a problem with even a preaching team a, a team of guys getting together to yeah. study together and to work on stuff if they're all like good godly people yep. that understand the word yep. then there's no harm no foul um you know in putting the sermon together like you can you can do all of that that that's not the thing for me that the trouble is that you're you're you can say you're doing all the work man but when 25% 30% of your sermon is ripped off from somebody else yeah and it's and you know what even when you say it's like 30 percent, it's the most important stuff like it's the big stuff it's the big outline it's the whole thing and you're just kind of like i don't uh i I, i'm struggling with this i'm struggling with this a lot yeah no i'm I'm in the same position joe i really um well i mean we've talked about it multiple times i i feel like he should be stepping down uh as sbc president and a lot of people have asked, like, well, he's not the SBC preacher. He's not the SBC pastor. Why can't he stay as SBC president? What would you say? Because I know what I would say. Yeah, I, I'd say this is a distraction, an unnecessary distraction. And I do think your credibility has been tarnished. And when we've got issues of <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, critical race theory, we've got some division. We've got um, Biden. We got Biden. <laughs> but like. You look at, at, right. at what's going on within the SBC and even still uh, abusive pastors. And mm-hmm. you're talking about uh, uh, sexual abuse cover-ups. Yeah. Like these are things that we need to be working on. And the you are a distraction. Your credibility has been lost. Yeah. We need someone else to lead us in that. Because right now, in my estimation, you have not been trusted with little. Like you had an opportunity here to really like repent, move forward, and... Um, like I don't, I, just the way he's treating this like it's nothing, and that's not a big deal. But even though he says we're serious, now he's saying it. Yeah. But he's been you've been, you've been silent. You've been waiting for uh uh the news cycle to pass. Like there are other things that I'm like, if you're not able to get this, the idea that permission is not plagiarism. Yeah. And and you took down all your sermons. You guys like you got you went into turtle mode, right? To protect yourself. Yeah. You circled the wagons. What are you gonna do then with something else like like a sexual abuse? Yeah. If this is hard. If this is hard and yeah. you're botching this. It that I, I I wouldn't have said it any different. I I, I I agree with you. It's like Biden can't walk up the stairs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yet we look what happened in uh, Afghanistan. Yeah. See? He couldn't he couldn't do the little thing like walk. Well, just let him take a nap while he's answering questions, okay? Just let, him, let Biden take a He little, looked horrible. <laughs> I know. Listen, as a human being, I feel bad for the I guy. I feel bad for him. He should not him. be in that position. And, like, he says things like, oh, it, like who, who, I've been instructed to answer, to call on a few people. And he's got the It's like, who's, who's? Yeah, man. Who's, it's, it's who's pulling this dude's strings? Yeah, he's it, got he's got Trump-level approval ratings right now. So, Dude, this is like the man... I, Listen, I'll take Trump level approval ratings with gas at two dollar. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me some mean tweets. So <laughs> I, I think with you know, we're not trying to beat the dead horse and we're certainly not going after Ed. But he listen, we were we were moving on. 
and then he does an interview. So like we're going to talk about it again, right? Yep. You know, it's like if something comes up and it's time well, to I don't talk know if about I was it. moving on. Well, the podcast, yes, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean like if there's if there's if there's something if something comes up, then yeah, we, we'll we'll talk about now, it. Now, from our understanding, they're supposed to be re- you know someone from Ed's camp was supposed to be reaching out to come on, not to come on, but to talk. Ah, so ah, uh, uh, but not on air. No, that's weird. Why would you want to talk and not? Why wouldn't you make it public? I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody. That's a really weird thing. That to me then so, shows, you know, uh, you're you're afraid. I don't know. No. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it is. It is really weird. Like what? What? What was the mentality there? Like all of a sudden, like oh, if I have a private conversation with them, then they'll go on air and say. Well, I wouldn't want to assume what they're what they're thinking is. Um, oh, I'm going to assume all day. But you know, I I think they're they could somebody might say like, hey, listen, uh, I think that they don't know all that we're trying to do uh, behind the scenes. And so I want them to know what we're doing. And maybe they, maybe they, maybe they would be happy to know that we're actually addressing this issue. Which is fine. Okay. Not publicly though, which is part of my problem. But that's the thing there. It's like, if that's the case, let's say, let's go with that. We've said what we've said. Oh yeah. And I'm assuming they would hope that we, like I couldn't go back on air then and say, well, we've had a private conversation I feel better about this, but I can't share with you why. Oh, listen, uh, like that—that's so right weird. Now, if I talk to anybody, I'm going to talk about it on air. Yeah, like if we if we have a conversation, then we were going to share what's said. Exactly. So, and, and we just listen. This whole idea of we're, we're taking this seriously, we want to correct this. Should, when you know, when Ed says that, you you have to recognize that there are thousands of members of the convention that want you to talk about this openly and honestly. And it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of openness and transparency. We don't know what's happening because uh, it looks like ain't nothing to see here. That's what it looks like. Yeah. All right. So we need to do address that. And of do, course, do we want to keep going we, on this? <laughs> we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to talk about Nirvana, baby. Are we doing let's, Nirvana? Let's baby. talk about Nirvana. Baby. You called me. You're like, do you hear about Nirvana, baby? And so you went to CNN. There's a bunch of them, but like everything's behind a paywall. So I just need to Well, no, Fox News is free, but continue. Okay. Yeah. Well, no better than CNN. Fox uh, News. Fox News is fair and balanced. Yeah. Fox News is awful. Uh, CNN is awful. No. Well, hold on. Fox News Channel. Yeah. But Fox News uh, Internet's different. I wouldn't know. Yeah. But, uh, but this guy, Spencer Eldon, if you don't know, you. You probably were raised in a Christian bubble. Um, but Spencer Eldon was the baby in 1991 that is on the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind album. Uh, naked baby mm-hmm. uh, in the pool. Swimming. Yep. Swimming. There's a dollar bill photoshopped into the into the picture. Yep. A famous cover. And um, this guy is suing the band uh, because of child sexual exploitation. Hmm. And I mean... Didn't he also just try to recreate it though? Oh yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah. For the he, anniversary. He has he has recreated the photo. Um so let me just read just a, a section here. The rock album's cover features Eldon, then an infant swimming underwater while undressed, his eyes fixated on a one dollar bill. It became one of the most enduring images in rock music after the record's release. But in a complaint filed on Tuesday at a federal court in California, uh, blah blah blah. Eldon's attorney said the image was pornographic and that he has suffered lifelong damages as a result of his involvement. Later, mm. it says uh, the lawsuit alleges Eldon was sexualized because the dollar bill used in the image made the baby resemble a sex worker. Sometimes people just want to get that money. <laughs> the reason I thought it would be good just to mention this, because mm. we're just talking anyways, we're just catching up on stuff, is because... Um, 
like I, I take, we take sexual abuse very seriously, uh, sexual exploitation very seriously. Um, uh, I, I, any, any form of abuse really troubles me, but the idea that a photograph of a baby naked in a pool is somehow child pornography is not only misguided, I think it means that y- you have sexualized babies. Like, it's mm. like, how, why would you, why would a baby in a bathtub or a swimming pool, it, it doesn't matter who sees it, that's, there's no sexual know, context. But the thing is, is it's, it's a money grab. It's I, a mo- I believe, that's and and I so believe. that's, here's the thing. Here's the part that frustrates me about this is, I mean, uh, I'm going to word it like this, and maybe it's not the best way to frame it, but if everything's sexual exploitation, then nothing is. Right. And there are real instances out there. Yes. It's like, how dare you try to capitalize on that uh, for your own financial gain mm-hmm. when there are real victims that are fighting for justice? Yeah. Like, it, it, that's the part that frustrates me, is when you've got things like this, when there's real issues out there and real, real victims that need real justice. Yep. And now we're talking about the Nirvana baby. Man, you got a problem. Go talk to your parents. Like, yeah, they, they made the two hundred dollars yeah, off. Yeah, that. so like, listen, and they go. It, it can be embarrassing. We've all got embarrassing things. And listen, yeah, I got I got a photo of my kid's bum in our bathroom. Yeah, it's very disturbing. <laughs> just two. There's two butts. Yeah, there's two. Yeah, actually, you know, so at the new house. Yeah. Uh, we, we took that photo down. Yeah. Uh, they all were like, we're packing it, you know. And Cohen's like, it's not going up. And like, yeah, see, he was like, I, he's like, yeah. Let's, I was like, mm-hmm. oh. If Michelle felt so yeah, bad, Nirvana like, baby, <laughs> Nirvana mm-hmm. baby, he's gonna sue me. <laughs> so yeah, but look, man, look. Okay, listen. I don't think anything was done wrong here. Okay, um, but it doesn't mean that you haven't. Doesn't mean that you haven't suffered. But nobody's done anything illegal. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything is. You, you might have things to work through, but all right. Do we have time for that short email? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's do this one. All right. COVID fears. This is from a guy named Andrew who said, "Hey guys, hey guys, longtime listener, and I love the show." You both have taught me lots about theology and being a husband and a father. Bam. I'm currently on a nine day of being home with COVID and am coming face to face with the fact that I have tremendous anxiety surrounding my health. I have always become anxious with health issues, but this time it's intense and I know it's not living according to faith or trust in God. Love to hear your advice or encouragement and would appreciate your prayers. Thanks mm. for all you do. Mm. Jimmy, what, what might we say to people who are sick and are fearful and are struggling with you know wow is is my fear and my suffering here uh an example of weak faith or how i don't should, how should see i don't see it as an example of weak faith i think it's natural i think it's yeah. natural in the midst of things because you're experiencing something you've never experienced before and for some people it has been a severe yeah uh experience and because of how the media has played this um there's been a lot of just like fear surrounding it and uncertainty. And when people don't know, yeah, of course they're going to be anxious about it. Right. So I feel anxious too. I feel anxious of what's going to happen. Am I going to be okay? Like my health is not the best, obviously. Dude, the first week I was, I was nervous. Yeah. I was like, Oh, well, I could die. Yeah. Cause it feels really bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and you know, for some others it's, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. Now I have no idea if I'm asymptomatic. I have no idea if I've ever had it. You know, I guess I can go get a test. I mean, because I'm pretty shocked that I've never, you know, I've never had COVID. I'm just, I'm kind of shocked by that. You know, for as much as I travel, where you I travel go. a lot, and you're around people that have had it, have like had me, it, yeah. Uh, you and you have, you 
run a company that has a ton of people in the ton building. Ton of people yeah. there, yeah. But I mean, you know, I'm on planes. I'm on. But I'm, the masks stop all the virus, so that's why. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, not, I mean, the virus I mean, can't. No well, virus can get. I mean, how many times have we gone to Vegas? <laughs> you know, like, uh, and even the last time yeah. was mass off, and you know, I, I, you know, I yeah. had no apprehensions. Because I suck all of the COVID in. But I'm, even even like yeah. I'm like your I'm like your uh, COVID Roomba. I just I take if I'm with you I take it that way you don't have to get it. Yeah, I mean, but the the, uh, but then even like you know Florida. Yeah, you know, time. COVID Roomba was pretty good. But. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. It was all right. Exactly. Um. So yeah, let, let's just agree together here, um, brother. We we listen. Pray it up. You're suffering. You're scared. That's normal, just like Jimmy said. Um, and so what do we do? Uh, we we cry out to God for support, for help, yep. um, to, to give us peace in the midst of of of, of panic, right? Yeah. Um, and, he, and he can do that. Uh, maybe it doesn't happen right away, but it, it does. I think that um, if, if you know that you're... You're in a place where your faith is weak. If, in other words, if you're saying like, "Well, I don't trust God," then you, like, if you're if you're drawing that conclusion, I should I should say, I should say, if you're drawing that conclusion, then be more specific. What are you not trusting God with? Because you mm. can say, "Well, I'm not trusting God to heal me." Well, that's okay because God hasn't promised to heal you in this yeah. life. He's promised to heal you in the resurrection. Yep. But you may not get healed, so yep. that's not a lack of faith, right? It, you know, you're saying like, "Well, I I don't know uh, if if I can persevere, I don't know if I can, you know, hold on to. I don't know if I can continue to trust God that He's good. Like, okay, well, now we're talking about a struggle of faith uh, and some weakness here. So, what do you do? Well, you go to the Lord like the psalmists do, and you cry out and you ask God to help you to see, help you to understand. Like, you know, I, I, why am I? Why are you allowing this to happen to me? Those are good questions to mm-hmm, ask. Mm-hmm. The main thing is, is like when you have questions and doubts, bring them to God. Bring them to His Word. Don't just sit them with them. Sit there with them by yourself. Yeah, and try to figure it out. Because that's where you're going to get into trouble. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Well said, man. So, uh, all right. We're back. We're back. Normal schedule. Well, we've been on a normal schedule, but recording schedule is back to normal. Mm-hmm. So back now we normal. kind of know what we're doing a little bit. Almost. Nearly. Yeah. Oh, you know, relatively. So when is the SBC going to kick us out? They uh, they really, they, there's the only time that they ever do that, we would have to ordain uh, a woman as a pastor. Then there, there, somebody could make a motion or somebody might credential. So like Saddleback? Yep. Or um, we would have to uh, admit practicing homosexuals as members. We have to do something like that. No, they're not going to not gonna kick us out. Listen, man, uh, SBC likes us. You know, we got, uh, we don't get hate from the SBC. That's true. Yeah, right. we get hate from some SBCers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, our state convention has always been very supportive. Yep. Very cool. NAM loves us. North mm-hmm. American Mission Board. No, no, you know, having any issues there. So, yeah, I think we're good. And if not, bye, bye. <laughs> well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast at the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. We got that all access exclusive content, the banter truth on Tuesdays, weekday wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to DoctrineDevotion.com slash all access to sign up today. Bye.